You are now listening to 100% Two Geek Girls, unbiased opinions on all things geek. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Mika and Nika. to another episode. This episode is going to be about black superheroes in honor of Black History Month. We're going to discuss some known and some unknown or not as familiar black superheroes and we're going to learn about these superheroes together. Let's get started. Okay, first on my list is Black Lightning. Um, I became familiar with Black Lightning through the TV show. So, seeing him start, or seeing him start off as a former superhero, trying to live a normal life as a principal of a school, um, possibly, I think, either divorced or separated from his wife because of him being a superhero, and I guess her being fearful for what might happen to him, but um, seeing the dynamic between him being um, around his ex-wife, being a principal of a school, being a loving principal, which one worked at the school and the other one was a student there is a nice backstory for him as being a superhero and showing um, the family dynamic but him as a superhero is very he's very powerful and I think a lot of people do not realize necessarily how powerful he is um, I haven't watched the show this last season however and so they might have grown the character a little bit more as far as his powers but and can actually turn himself, his body into an energy matter, which he can sustain off of electricity. Yes. Which, of course, that is that makes him probably one of the most powerful superheroes within the, the DCU. Um, and his control over electromagnetism, basically, and all things energy that he can control, um, makes him, to me, very... So, was there anything you wanted to add about Jefferson Pierce? Oh, and I do want to add to segue later on into the fact that his daughters actually inherited his powers, thunder and lightning. Um, those two was on my list. So, um, was there anything else you want to add about? Um, even though he isn't a character that is well known by a lot of people until the series, he has made numerous appearances in other forms of media. Um, in Static Shock, he was in episode oh, there. Yes. He also appeared in Batman, The Brave and Bold. Oh. Um, there was an inside, Enter the Insiders episode. Um, obviously we know about him in live action with the actual TV show. But something that I didn't know while doing my research was that, um, LeVar Burton actually voiced his character for Superman and Batman Public Enemies. Oh, I didn't know um, that. that. DC movie. Yeah. So that was also interesting. And then we know that when they did the crime syndicate version of um, the Justice League movie with the... What was that called? Crisis on Two Earths. Mm-hmm. In that um, movie, he was there as well. So it's a part of the crime syndicate. 
So that was just some other spots within media that he's also appeared. Um, and I think one thing that is very good about the Black Lightning character as a whole is that they did a very good job of balancing the family life with his job as, well, not really his job, but with him being a superhero in um, not delving too much into the daughter's powers yet, but when they did display powers, how he handled both of the situation, I think would be the way that most parents would handle their children having powers and how they deal with it. Um, and I think another thing that is good about his character is because he very much had that struggle of wanting to be a superhero, but then at the same time, understanding the complications of living in the slums, those high slums, or Freeland in the TV show, and what that meant as a man and a father, and then how that would depict what he would do as far as his abilities, and whether he would help things on a global scale, or if he would start at home first. So I think the comic books does that as well. And even after his series was canceled and then he became of the outsiders, they still considered, they still continued that same uh, storyline for him when he was working with Batman and the other members of the outsiders. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good backstory to know about Black Lightning and his powers of how powerful he is. Um, I guess I can just again segue on to his two daughters who, to my understanding, have very similar powers to him. Thunder and Lightning, starting with Thunder, the oldest daughter. Who, how did that compare to the comics as far as um, Thunder getting her powers? Was it kind of similar to the TV show where she received it first before Jennifer did? And Okay, did she have the, her, I guess, alter ego where she went out and um, covered her face and was also doing her um, due diligence, was helping people in the neighborhood? Um, um, and, and a superhero? Or no, was that something added? Yeah, she did go against her parents' wishes because, like I was mentioning previously, <clears throat> with both of them, um, I knew this would come up because I just wouldn't go too deep in it in that part of it, with both yeah. of them, as a father, he was like, I don't really want you to pursue this because of the lifestyle as far, you know, you could possibly get hurt and all these things like that, even though she almost can't really get hurt either. Okay. Um, but with Anissa, who is the older daughter, um, she learns about her powers and she embraces it full stop. She's like, I have these powers. I'm about to get out here in the neighborhood and, you know, mess up somebody's criminals or whatever and try to bring um stability and justice to our community but again both of her parents both jefferson and lynn black lightning and his wife are like um that's really not the move we want you to go to school you know get your degree and and live just a regular life and leave the the heroing if you will to your father and other people who are already heroes but like you said, she does go against her parents once she realizes that she has her abilities and she decides to fight crime first, like you mentioned, underneath an alias. And then eventually she does decide to become 
um, a, yeah, she doesn't do it as an alias. Cause before she was doing it without people knowing, just okay. like in the TV, TV show, okay. she very much was just going ahead and doing her own little thing or whatever. So I think she actually had a name. I forget the name that they called her, but she a had another. Blackbird. Okay, Blackbird, mm-hmm. and she would go and, as you said, fight the one hundred or and stop whatever crimes they were doing. Yeah. And then I know in that one of the episodes she gave money to the church or whatever mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. You know. In the comments, her alias was Lightning, which actually will come into play when we talk about her sister. Oh wow! But in the comments, her alias was actually Lightning. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as far as her powers goes, though, she seemed to be very. She, um, because of the density, because of her being able to control the density of her body, she's bulletproof. So, at that point, there is a point in the comics later on where she does get some type of sickness. Oh, um, and you know, all superheroes, even if they're in, in vulnerable, so to speak, have something that can weaken you, Superman, with Kryptonite, etc. Right? Um, but... For the most part, because of that that bulletproofness, that pretty much kind of makes you invulnerable to a lot of things. Not everything, but to a lot of things. Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's go to the younger sister, Lightning, mm-hmm. Jennifer. I know on the TV show, she pretty much, um, being that she was in school, um, they gave her that teen feel of, I just want to she really wanted to live a normal life. Obviously, Jefferson as Black Lightning wanted to live a normal life simply because I'm a dad now. You know, I have kids or what have you. Um, hers is mainly a um, teen trying to figure everything out, adjust to her powers. Um, I know she didn't really accept her powers in the beginning. Tried to avoid it. She couldn't. And. Um, from what I saw, their dynamic together with his powers and her powers were very, um, very powerful. Like, she would be almost on this level. And I know that on the most recent season, they were really showing Lightning's powers. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how far in depth she- they're going with it. Mm-hmm. But I heard that they were showing her powers. Like, she might be really... Maybe, is, is it possible she's It's just a difference. Okay. Um, because she has some of the abilities that um, that Black Lightning has. Okay. She, uh, I'm, I'm trying to process how I want to say this. She, her abilities are kind of like, um, a, I guess a compliment. Yeah, it's very much a compliment because okay. she can. Um, she can become his generator. Oh, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And he can, like, so, like, if the electricity within his body starts to deplete, she could actually give him that extra boost to okay. give him more electricity. Right? And she also has the ability of flight in the comics. I'm not mm-hmm. sure where they're going with that in the TV show. We do need to catch up on those final seasons. But in the comics, she actually has the ability um, to be able to fly, and it's not be- with the suit. Okay. Yeah. 
that. I think they did a very good job of displaying the fact that as the younger sibling, Jennifer did not want to be a part of anything related to being a superhero. Mm -hmm. Um, I know in the comics there was a point where they were actually told they could not use their abilities at all until after they got their education. Um, But in the comics, what happened was the Just Society of America um, contacted Jefferson and then he actually sent Jennifer to them um, once she started displaying her power so that way she could learn about how to be a superhero and they, you know, trained her and everything. Um, And with that said, that's why I said the little thing about Anissa being lightning because when Jennifer wanted to then be a superhero after she learned about her powers with the um, JSA, she wanted to take on the name lightning, but she didn't know how Anissa would react to her taking on that name. But at the end of the day, she did end up becoming lightning. And I like the way in the comics as well as in the TV show, they really showed how with her... She didn't like the fact that she was short-circuiting equipment. Um, I think in one episode, she was talking on the phone, and, like, the phone ended up exploding or something like that. Yeah. And little weird things were happening with her eyes, and she was floating in the bed, and all that kind of stuff like that. Because it appeared very much so that with her not being able to control her powers, it was very much tied to, like, emotion. Exactly. So I think the scene that you were talking about, um, especially with the cell phone, was whatever conversation she was having was getting her upset in some manner. Yes. Um, but that seemed to be, even when she first noticed her powers, it was based off emotion. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying that she was the only one like that, but because she couldn't control her emotions in addition to the controlling of the powers, that was like, yeah. Being, being a teenager, you kind of just... I think Anissa was similar, remember? She, something was going on, um, and she went, and the time she Mm -hmm. took the sink off, something was going on too, so it was like her motion brought her powers out, but she quickly learned, Yeah, she, you know, she was like, ooh, wow, I'm a superhero, bet. And then was her training. Exactly. (laughs) I remember the scenes of her training in the, um, junkyard. Yeah. Versus Jennifer did not want to do it at all, and I think the TV show did a good job of really showing how um, she felt alienated and very much so a freak, if you will, because she had these powers versus no one else that she hung out with, her friends or whatever, had powers. And in the comic books, they they made it a point of actually showing how she wasn't able to have a lot of things Mm -hmm. that everyday people could have in society because of her not being able to control her powers. So, no cell phones, no TVs. Uh, I guess she can have a, a gaming console or PC, <laughs> none of that stuff. Like, she pretty much was living in more of, like, a, a, a 60s or 50s era while everybody was living in whatever that time period was because of how she could control her powers. So, um, I think that... As of right now, again, we haven't seen the final seat, the final two seasons. Um, but as of where we stopped, again, I think they did a very good year of encompassing, a very good, um, 
they did very good with encompassing everything that went on in year one okay. of Black Lightning's Comet. Um, they even touched a lot on the outsiders by including the green light, the green light babies, um, Grace, how do I say her last name? Choi Child? I believe it's Choi. Choi, um, who was a member of the Outsiders who in the comics had a relationship with Anissa. And they also, as of where we stopped, showed that. And um, I believe where we stopped, she knows she has powers, but Anissa does not. But I like the way even in season one, I know this is going as a TV show, how they had that little um, Easter egg, if you will, because she had like the Outsiders comics in her back pocket when she was working in the library or the bookstore or whatever she was. But um, yeah, they've done a very good job, thoroughly researched, I personally feel, with everything that they brought out. I would like to say that they have done a very good job with who they cast in the comic book to play Tobias, Tobias Whale. Um, I liked their depiction of Jill Scott playing Lady Eve, even though this is not really on the superhero part. But overall, I think they've done a pretty good job. And with a lot of the other characters that they've brought into the show as well, even if some of the names have changed, like again, from Suicide Slum to Freeland, Georgia, things along those lines, they've done a very good job with really giving anyone who was unfamiliar with Black Lightning a very good depiction of, depiction of who he was as a man and as a superhero and also a very great job of giving, I think, equal roles to both Lynn as his wife and the children as well. Yeah, and I was going to talk about this Lynn for a quick second here sure. about her. She's not a superhero. I don't is she gonna be a superhero in the comics? Uh, I, I don't remember that, that happening. But Lynn is very much badass. Like <laughs> she's a very much compliment to them as a superhero, overall superhero family. Mm-hmm. Um, her being here a human. Um, and I just wanted to throw that out there real quick because even though she's not a superhuman, a superhero rather, um, she was very much a compliment for them overall the family. Alright, um, next for Black Superheroes, I wanted to discuss a little bit on Nubia, which for those who aren't familiar with her, Nubia is actually Wonder Woman's sister, and, um, from the version, depends on which version you're looking at, but the version of how Wonder Woman is a baby, I forgot what they said in the movie, but, um, the original way that Wonder Woman was created was, she was created out of clay, and so Wonder Woman's sister, who is Black Nubia, was made from the darker clay into a baby. Mm-hmm. That they mold into a baby. And pretty much, if you're familiar with Wonder Woman, then indirectly you're familiar with Nubia because they have the same powers of the super strength, the speed, um, the flight. Um, so she can fly. She has the ability to fly. The only difference that I've seen in my research She also has cold sight. Okay. Okay. Which um, basically she got from the Gorgon, so Medusa, mm-hmm. which allows her to turn people to stone. 
and she has a magical some iteration she has a magical sword oh so she has a magical sword yeah newbie that's okay um in addition to that depending on what comic line you're reading she has a different origin story as well because um when she was because technically she is the first black superhero but a lot of people say that she isn't because she didn't wear a costume in the beginning okay versus bumblebee um did so a lot of people say that bumblebee is the first woman superhero but that's neither here nor there um, but so when Crisis on Infinite Earth was introduced in that storyline and they did a complete restart, then she ceased to exist as Nubia and then they changed the spelling of her name. Right. And when they did, when they changed the spelling of her name, they also changed the origin story. So in the pre crisis on emphasis, pre crisis on emphasis, pre-crisis on infinite infinite earths infinite earths she had the magic sword right and she had um that sword was what could actually counteract diana's abilities with the lasso okay right um and then post infinite earths got that right that time she has now magical armor and she is just basically the counterpart of Wonder Woman, but black. But they're not related as sisters anymore. So the newest iteration that she's not, I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. Okay. They did change that up a little bit. Okay. Um, so, but, I mean, apples and oranges at is. the end of the day. <laughs> I guess. At the end of the day, they're Amazonian. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be out there in the streets like, oh, well, that's not really her sister anymore. Because so, so. we know Nubia as the black one. Yeah, so <laughs> at the end of the day, most of the people say the black Wonder Woman anyway. So yes. I don't really think it, you know, I was just giving a little bit of, of, of history on that or whatever. But I'm not saying in any way, fashion, or form if someone's like, oh, that's her sister. I'm going to be like, um. So, yeah, none of that. But, yeah, I think what is really interesting about this in what I learned about um, Nubia was the fact that in when they were actually doing Wonder Woman, the TV series, in 1975, they were actually going to have Nubia on the show, played by Teresa Graves. Mm-hmm. But when that was when it was on ABC... But when it moved to CBS in 1977, they never actually had her appear on the show. Yeah, yeah just a FYI, just a, something that I thought was interesting, interesting because you know, um, I was trying to look for different other uh, appearances that I maybe haven't known about when I was actually doing some of my research. Um, with most of the Black Lightning ones I knew about, mm-hmm. but when I got to looking into um, Nubia's appearances, I realized that I've never really seen her depicted uh, live action anywhere in anything. And we've had quite a few different Wonder Woman type of interactions there as far as live action is um, excuse me, is concerned. So, 
So when I looked into it, I was like, oh, so she was actually supposed to be on the TV show, but then it just never actually transpired. Yeah. They actually made a doll, too. Wow. Yeah, prior to when we ever existed. But, yeah, there was a doll at one point for new okay. stories back mm-hmm. in the day. Okay. Um, do you think there's a possibility for them to show Nubia on the big screen now that they're bringing back uh, more Justice League um, and DC type movies and I'm saying that to say with a focus on like Wonder Woman I feel like because we have such a huge focus on Wonder Woman um, in this DC cinematic universe I feel like we might either get her appearing in something or definitely some easter eggs towards something related to her keeping that in mind we haven't seen part two of wonder woman yet or wonder woman was it 1984 so i mean there could be something in there but i definitely think if it isn't in there then going forward we would definitely get that um because i don't know but if somebody was told me that we would have actually seen stephen wolf on the big screen, I'd have been like, really? But here we are, and we've seen that in the Justice League, and we still have other movies to go. So we never know where things might transpire. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see something like that come to the big screen, if it does. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm too looking for that. Uh, was there anybody else that you wanted to speak about as far as Black Superheroes? Uh, yeah, I did want to touch bases a little bit on um, everything that, well, I shouldn't say everything, but I wanted to touch base on some things that encompass the superhero known as uh, Vixen. Okay. Um, it's funny with Vixen because she actually first appeared in the comics in 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, and her story is really, really deep because, okay, we're going to start, I'm going to break it down a little bit of time. So she gets her powers from the spider and Nazi. Yes. And those powers allow her, with the, with the help of a totem, mm-hmm. to harness the spirit of animals. Right? Yes. That she has the ability of the animals. She can transform into the animals. Right? And at the same time, they've actually gone so far in some comic book lines to say that she can actually take on the abilities of even some superheroes that aren't human. What? So, I didn't like, know that. Yeah, there's a comic book, and I want to say in. An episode or two of the Justice League Unlimited, mm-hmm. there was a mission oh. where she had to go with either Wonder Woman or Hot Girl somewhere. Okay. And she was able to tap into, like, Superman's abilities mm-hmm. because he's, like, air quotes an alien. Yeah, I was going right? to ask you about Martian Manhunter, but okay, yeah. Um, I can't remember the exact episode, but I know that that's actually... And- you know, I binge watch all the JLU that vaguely yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. So wow. It was like her it was an off mission. Yeah. Um 
for just her and Hot Girl, I think maybe one other people. No, actually, there might have been a couple of others, but they were like some of the C or D list heroes. Yeah. Um, and they went off to a planet somewhere, and she was able to tap into those abilities, if I'm not getting that confused with the comics. But either way, she does have that ability. Um, and I think her character is very, very deep because of that. Because um, she can actually put um, algorithms of um, of animals together as well. Okay. Like she could have maybe the the strength of one character, one animal, yeah, one animal and then... but um, the sight of another mm-hmm. at the same time. So okay, it isn't yeah. just like, oh, I'm just gonna be a giraffe today. And she do could everything. <laughs> yeah, she could Blend she can the, mix it up if she wants to. Yeah. Um Yeah. Now on to some of the versions of her, I will say that even though it was a quick little what five minute episode here or there, webtoon yeah. that they did on CWC, CW. that the Vixen webtoon was very good. I really enjoyed it. I was like looking forward to episodes to come out or whatever. Um, and then I also like the live, both of the live versions that we got. Both the version on Arrowverse and then, well, on the Arrow. And then also the version that we got of her, which was the grandmother of Mari McCabe, who is the current Vixen's name now, um, on League of Legends. And her name was Amaya on League of Legends. And I um, really enjoyed both of those depictions as well. So with that being said, um, the story about the totem is unique because the the McCab family, or descendants, um, well, the descendants of the McCab family would all get passed down the totem. Mm-hmm. But because of that, as always with yes. these stories, there was a power <laughs> struggle between I should have the totem versus you should have the totem. So actually, um, she ended up being raised by her father, Mari, um, because her mother was killed um, by poachers. Um, yeah, but her father was killed by his half-brother, who felt that he should be the one to possess the totem. Um, And so, because of that, that's when we get the story of how, you know, then we get to a whole other place in time where we aren't familiar with the fact that we have powers, so to speak, and then she happens to um, go on a trip back to Africa where she meets her uncle, that's how she ends up getting back in contact with the totem and recognizing her powers as the vixen and becoming a superhero. Um, and, you know, from there we've got her being a part of the Justice League and going, and just so many different storylines that she's a part of, not as a main character, but definitely as a supporting um, character. And being very strong just because, as you said, with her being able to take on the powers of animals, let's be real, animals yeah. are very powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's any animal. And apparently, um, I need to look that up because, yeah, that's very familiar. But also to take on the powers of other 
And I think the thing is she has to be aware of them. It, it, it wasn't a thing like she could just be like, oh, um, some, some random alien from this planet can do this, so I'm going to do that. She has to know and be aware of that alien super abilities in order for her to actually take them, take them on. Yeah. Um, but I think she's definitely somebody else who um, isn't as well known. There's different iterations of her as well because we have the version in uh, Flashpoint comic book line where she's actually a member of Wonder Woman's Fairies and she's one of Oliver Queen's lovers. Um, yeah, and she actually ends up having a daughter with Oliver in the Flashline storyline. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, then you have a version of her. Earth 23, where that is an Earth filled with um, black superhero community. And she's a part of the Justice League there. Uh Um, And so overall, I think she was a very um, well-balanced written character for DC as well. And again, someone that isn't necessarily as well-known. And I definitely think if you are someone who hasn't seen different series of the Arrow Voice verse at this point, you would it would definitely behoove you to take a look at Lee, the League of Legends, where you would see Vixen in action, as well as taking a look at Black Lightning series. Um, you probably, if you haven't looked at all the series, you probably want to look at all of them because you're going to get to a point when the series are going to kind of tie in together with the crossovers. You know what I'm saying? So, um, pitch for DC TV shows. CWTV, yes. Yeah, the Legends. Did you say, um, CWC version two? Yes. Okay, CWC, The Legends of Tomorrow, and... Well, I mentioned it when I was talking about her. I didn't mention it just now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, just to recap so that way they know Mm -hmm. where they can, um, because you're right, the CWC was, it's funny, I was sitting here, it was so, so small, however many minutes. It was like 30 minutes, I think it was like five or six, five minute episodes. Yeah. But. And as, yeah. It was like, man. And in total, as you said, You know, that means, you you guys got any more of those episodes? Yeah. That's how I felt when I finished watching it. And and they, (laughs) they was able to put that in such a small Exactly. So much information. Exactly. Um, Pretty much, this. if you watch that CWC, you will get her back, her entire backstory. Yes. Because that, that it was like literally all of what we just talked about here was encompassed in that in one those, little thirty minutes. Yeah. I was really episodes. shocked at how well written that that how well written it was. Um, it was like everyone's ideal blog post because <laughs> yes. it really got to the nut and bolts of everything. Of everything. Um, and so, yeah, but definitely check out those shows. Um, if you were interested in any of the superheroes that we discussed, I know even though we're, we haven't talked about him at all, but Black Lightning will have a spinoff, which will be the Painkiller series, uh, as of right now. So we're looking forward to that as well. He's another, um character that you'll see from Black Lightning 
we need to find out ourselves where they're going with the story. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying, character versus yeah. superhero or villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I think this has been an enlightening discussion for us as well as hopefully uh, the geeksters as well when you take a listen to this podcast. As always, we would love for you guys to con- to connect with us over on our Twitter to discuss this episode. And as always, you know what to do, guys. Stay geeky. If you enjoyed 100% Two Geek Girls, we love for you to tweet us at Two Geek Girls. That's T W O G E E K G I R L S S. There we can continue the conversation. Don't forget to join us next week for another show.